I'm Christian Abbott. I'm Nathan Lavender. I'm Sean Abbott. And this is the Red Mist Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Red Mist Podcast. Uh, tonight, we got Nate and our special guest, Alex Gomes, joins us back. And we're going to talk about NASCAR and a bunch of other racing news that has come out within the past week. There's really no other racing that's kind of gone on that's, you know, of like the high profile between F1 and IndyCar, with IndyCar being over and F1 with their break in between uh, Italy and singapore so uh nate let's kick it off with nascar and we're in the pl- playoffs what was it the last round of the f- or the last race of the first round yes yeah, so the round of 16 this was the last race in the round of uh 16 uh bristol the bristol night race uh was the last race uh for that and um a lot happened it was kind of uh, this bristol race wasn't as exciting as what it, i guess it was hyped to be but the weird trend that kept happening throughout this round was non uh, playoff drivers taking the win. And that of <clears throat> Brad Kozlowski, not the driver, but the owner won this race uh, with Chris Buescher in the 17 uh, Fastenal Ford. And that was, uh, I mean, he, he wasn't like really all, he wasn't around all race. Like at the front, he was like, you know, top 10, Hanging out, lurking, as Sean would put it. Um, but he, uh, you know, got through all, you know, obstacles and was able to uh, snatch the victory. And I was, I'll tell you what, I was, I saw Brad Kozlowski out there. He won stage one and like, which I mean, stages, I know they don't mean anything except for points. That's really it. Ruins strategy. But again, another conversation for another day. But, uh, it was it was really cool to see actually well now I'm adding it both uh, Roush Fenway Kozlowski cars up front and really contending for the win uh, and you know it, I was wondering when you know since Brad Kozlowski added his name to the ownership program when they would get their first win and you know better late than never I mean it is pretty you know impressive that they got it you know in their first year uh, at least under. Brad Kozowski's management as well. Um, it's it's certainly exciting. And then, you know, lo- looking at the uh, playoff picture, as I know both drivers are not in the playoffs, sadly. Um, we're going to take a quick look here. There were four. This was an elimination round. So there was four drivers that really uh, well, were going to get eliminated. And I'd even, like, add a total of six drivers that really like had a shot at it and there was two that were really going to be feeling lucky out of it like really just above the cut line the bubble drivers if you will uh and th- those were uh daniel suarez and austin Sindrick. they snuck through uh to get into uh around the 12 uh which will be 
let's see, it'll be next week, next week, next week, I guess Texas. Texas will be next week, or this weekend, rather, uh, to kick off the round of 12. And the four drivers that got eliminated, I think three of them are really shocking, I will say, but one is, I would even say, predictable. I'm gonna. I, I'm just. I'm just gonna begin it. Austin Dillon. I. I really. I. I really saw this happening. Like getting eliminated right away. His Mickey Mouse win at Daytona. I was just. Jeez, man. Like. <sighs> how. How did he make the playoffs? But. You know. Playoffs are the way they are. But I'll tell you what. I'm shocked that Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick did not get through because Kevin Harvick. What kind of. What kind of. Work away from the bottom to the top. Kevin Harvick, you know, he was having a really slouchy year. First half, well, first half of the regular season, I, I'll, I'll say. Uh, the first 13 races and, and beyond were really, uh, just really not Kevin Harvick-esque, if you will. He's no, He would normally be up front, but after, you know, after his uh, Darlington win in 2020, first race back from the pandemic, he really has been really, uh, I don't want to say slouching, but I mean, he really hasn't been necessarily a factor in a lot of these races. And it was, you know, a consistent trend and uh, that kept going in 2021. And now it's kind of like, you know, um, uh, rolled over into 2022, except for getting the two wins in a row, uh, beginning with his win at Michigan, which I mean, a clutch victory. One of, I would say, one of Kevin Harvick's top clutch victories. Uh, just at the bit end of the regular season this year, and and Kyle Busch. I mean, normally Kyle Busch would have, I would say, five to eight wins this year. He only won one race, and it was the dirt r- Bristol race. And Tyler Reddick and uh, Austin, uh, uh, no, not Austin, uh. Chase Briscoe, uh, were fighting for the lead, and Austin. Uh, I keep, I keep doing that. Why am I doing that? Uh, Chase Briscoe dove into the inside and took both of them out, and Kyle Busch was inherited victory. Which I mean, nothing new. Kyle Busch would win at Bristol anyway, at least on the pavement. He, fun fact, he was the first driver to win in the car of tomorrow when that was when that was a thing. Uh, yes. And he, and he, he won at Bristol. Uh, when they that car was first introduced, and so nothing new for Kyle Busch winning at Bristol, but he also won the, you know, he can win at dirt too. So I was really shocked that he got eliminated. I really thought Bristol would have been a race where he could really um, up his game. Same thing with Kevin Harvick, um, and, and even furthermore, Tyler Reddick. I I'm gonna put this as a surprise for for the level of. Uh, consistency he had at road courses he was he would always be in the uh top five it seemed like and he got he got two wins on road courses this year and he's i mean it it was if he can make past the uh the uh round of tw- uh round of 16 i would really see him as like a real threat for the win in the Char- charlotte roval um but unfortunately you know that's not going to really a win's a win, but it's not really going to help anything in terms of getting a championship. For for now, he's eliminated, and 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 Kyle Busch is going to be taking over that ride next year in the uh, eight Chevrolet at Richard Childress Racing. So, 
if I, if I'm being really frank up front, I'm really shocked that those three drivers, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick, three different manufacturers, Tyler Reddick, be, Tyler Reddick being in a Chevrolet, Kyle Busch in a Toyota, uh, switching into Chevrolet next year, and then Kevin Harvick being in one of the Fords. Really shocked that he was that those three drivers were eliminated. But speaking of the three, I am so glad the three is eliminated because if he went beyond the round of twelve, I think he would have ruined everyone's brackets going into there. Um, but looking forward, looking forward, I I really do see like in these next three rounds. Look, you're you're gonna have. You're, this is probably gonna be the most wild three races coming up. I I would say. You have Texas, which, I mean, okay, it's probably going to be the snoozer race between the three coming out. Uh, then you have the sh- – uh, um, not not just yet. Talladega, I mean, who's going to win that? If, if I'll tell you what. If if Ross Chastain wins that race, you know, sweeps Talladega, the Talladega races, oh, my gosh. I, I, I'd expect uh, – I mean, Pitbull and uh, – Justin Marks to come out into the finish line and throw pineapple, uh, not pineapples, watermelons uh, on the start finish line. That'd be that'd be fun to watch. Uh, and then and then going over to the Charlotte Roval. I mean, look, in in the chase drivers, look, I, look, you can't go any more further than Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson as like favorites to win that race. Ryan Blaney did win the first Roval race. Uh, but I really, he again, he wasn't really, he was, he's not really like much of a, a factor in road courses, but I think he'll show up, get a decent finish. Uh, and, and Ryan Blaney actually would be a really strong choice for Talladega, actually. I think you'd, uh, you know, you have the Penske drivers, all three of them in the round of 12 so far. Maybe they, you know, work something, work together and work their way to the front. I, I could really see that happening. Uh, and, and same thing with the track house. It's not just Russ Chastain that's made it through. Daniel Suarez is in the round of 12 as well. So maybe there could be something happening there. So it's, it's, it's getting pretty wild so far. And, and Christopher Bell, of all drivers, is has a great lead over William Byron. I mean, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I would not have picked Christopher Bell to be leading the points right now. Like I, w- I would have guessed the Kyle Larson, maybe not his best year, but Kyle Larson, it, you know, he has a strong shot to defend his title. Does he now? I'm like, I'm, I, I just wonder. First off, hi, I'm Alex Gomes. Thanks for having <laughs> hey, me on once again. Hey, Gomes. Hey, 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 Alex. <laughs> Sorry hey, for not introducing you usually earlier. Usually, Formula I, Hooligan listen, podcast. This is how yeah. good NASCAR gets. I, yeah. I, I get off caught off a whim, especially if you like say. If someone says Austin Dillon's a great driver, I might just have something to say. But oh, you won't get that comment from me. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> um, I I it, it's just funny that you say that he has a good chance of defending his uh, championship only because like I I've been like vaguely vaguely following NASCAR this year. I know he got like one win, correct? Right? Yeah, or two? I'm, did he did he get a, did he, Kyle Larson? Way less wins than what I would have guessed. I'm trying to... Right. He's definitely got one win. How do you, how do you get in? He's got Great a road question. course win, I right? Think didn't he do... Uh, I think he's got two, because didn't he do uh, Chase Elliott a bit dirty at Watkins Glen? 
Watkins Glen was yeah, one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and then there was an oval winner. Well, dirty, I don't know. Dirty. He, he swung him wide, and there's no out of bounds. At least in NASCAR. I, I, if it was IndyCar, I mean, it's I, an airplane crash. But. I saw a good comparison video of that, and it was like uh, a video of, of Larson and Elliott doing the exact same moves either on each other or on other people. And it's like, whenever it was Elliot, it's like, no, this is okay. And then when it was Larson, it's like, no, this is bad. We can't be doing this. And it was like literally the what? exact same move. <laughs> what? Well, if we're comparing, you know, apples to oranges, um, Chase Elliott really threw Tyler Reddick off course in the left-hander, the final left-hander on the last lap. And just for whatever reason, there was no beef leading up to that. Chase Elliott just, I mean, driver code gave him the double bird. And just mm. threw him off course. Yeah. But Kyle Larson also won at Auto Club this year. Yes, the second did. race in the. That's right. Um, yes, and I knew uh, it was earlier. Early on. calendar. Yeah. yeah. So he he does have two wins going into these playoffs, and uh, I really do see him winning. You know, in the in the playoffs because we playoff Kyle Larson we saw last year was just almost unstoppable. Basically, like Jimmy Johnson, two thousand six, two thousand seven. <laughs> oh, I mean. 2006, 2000, yeah, right, all that, all, all, this, all seven years. <laughs> yep, yep. So he's he's yeah. certainly a threat. Yep. Uh, let's see, Chase Elliott. I really don't want Chase Elliott to win. No, no. What do you got against Chase Elliott? What I got? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I saw what he did at Watkins Glen to Tyler Reddick, and I'm like. What are you doing? What are you doing? Look, he's got what four wins this year, I think. Because I know he won at Dover. Uh, did he win at Nashville or was it? I think he won Atlanta. Yeah, he won Atlanta because he threw the block at Corey LaJoy and caused that wreck in Pocono. Uh, he did win Nashville. Okay, okay. So, okay, he won there. So, th- so that is four wins to his name. And oh my god, I, he, you know, he came in second at Bristol. I was like, oh my god, please, I do not want Chase Elliott to win. Chris Buescher, please bring this car home. Don't have a, as as Kevin Harvick would put it, crappy ass parts. I did not want those crappy ass parts to all of a sudden break down on a Ford let alone, right? But, oh my god. So happy, so happy uh, Chris Bush had won that race. But hey, l- listen, you know, these playoffs are only just going to get more crazy, I think. I, you know, I-, I know Christian is just drooling over these playoffs, but I just... <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, I spent I so what, much what time... What comes next? I spent so much time <laughs> just drooling over the TV this, this weekend, just watching these races, just you know, I, I, by the by, like the fifth lap, I was just. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like it comes to like, well, hey, Christopher, guess what? They're coming to Texas, not Coda, <laughs> but uh, Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs> no, I, I'm just personally, I, I'm not a fan of playoffs and racing. I there's no, me neither. But I, there, who yeah. you what? Is anybody at, good, that's I, a good question, actually. Does anybody know anybody who is? A fan of the playoff bracket system in NASCAR, or ju- just what? like just the Stewart playoffs, he, he he would say no. That get rid of them. J- just I'm a, telling you right now. I mean, I mean, just the playoff system in general in motorsports. I just I, it's it's not 
it's not baseball, basketball. Idea. It's not. Like, yeah. It's it's not one of your yeah. typical American sports. Like it's motorsports. No. This is that's played on the same type of field every right. single weekend. Right. No, it's not what motorsport is. No, I I have I've no. always I've always seen motorsports as you either have a season or when it comes down to deciding who's a better driver, ultimately a shootout and it's one day kind of thing. So I mean, right. And the way I've as someone who's not a hardcore NASCAR fan and really like I the thing that just turns me off from NASCAR is just some of the bogus driving and how you can I, I get like the bump and runs, but like dumping people, like that's that's just where I just I <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, get around. You can, you it. can wreck somebody on the last lap of a restricted plate race and win the race. Right. You <laughs> right. Yeah, there's Yay! no stewards review. There's nothing like where it's just like Oh well, the car didn't pass inspection, so we'll just disqualify two cars, and third place gets to win, right? Right. So it's it, for, so for me, it's like <laughs> I'm just oh, and and then geez. and then Is when they come down to when when they come down to the the green white checkers for me, I'm like, well, then what's the point of running 500 miles if you're gonna run two extra laps at the end? Just have a two lap sprint race <laughs> after qualifying and be done with it. That's what the race comes down to. Like half the time, I watch these things. So. so you know what that does? You know what that does because you, you see it. He, he, I'm going to give an example. So if you have like I'm, I'm almost thinking like, all right, what would happen if there's a my, like a caution with like five to go? You run the five laps under caution. Well, IndyCar certainly tries not to do that. They'll they'll red flag a race. Oh, what do you mean, like F1 at Monza? <laughs> oh, I know. I look. I like, I'm. I don't, I know. I don't care terrible. if if a race ends under caution. I'd much rather see safety. I'm I am kind of against throwing a red at the end of a race just to have like a quick five lap shootout because again, I I think Correct. you're I think you're artificially creating a scenario. So again, yep. why run the whole race prior just to have a somewhat jumbled up order at the end and then you end up having a crash fest because everyone's desperate and when an endurance race becomes a sprint race it, you can have chaos and i don't know do you really want i i don't want to see a lot of these guys be wrecking cars and then you got to think about the crew and then the teams that spend the amount of money that go through it and if you're trying to save money in today's world of motorsport like that's not how you do it no agreed no so that's I'm glad somebody's gonna say it dude <laughs> uh, dude i listened well, to like the bbc official be podcast set. after that f1 race dude and they were all like, oh, it was so sad that it ended under caution. They really should have thrown a red. So we had a race at the end. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because if you tried to throw reds intentionally so that you had a short race at the end, you're going to turn into NASCAR where they have three green-white checkered attempts. And it turns into a shit show. And it's like, like you just said, Christian, the last 70 laps meant nothing right and, but, and, right. and this and, is and i'll tell you what nick nick defreeze was so happy to see that race under end under caution he was oh, like oh sure. right p9 like yeah <laughs> so that was really good for williamson i'm telling you don't sleep on nick defreeze don't i don't think anybody is dude no no uh, I, I, Christian? especially after this I, week, I, or, I, last I, weekend, or, or two weekends ago christ yeah i th- i think um I, I guess uh, we could probably segue into F1 news if we want to. Do uh, it. I, I guess the only other bit of NASCAR news that I had just to kind of wrap up was that oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. X, the Xfinity series replaces uh, what was supposed to be an IMSA support 
series that was going to run at Chicago for next year. Um, so that's that's about that. So it's just going to be an all NASCAR weekend there. Um, but uh, oh, that's a shame. IMSA should have been there. Yeah. Well, if the, it, look, I know it's a crappy track and it's just like ninety degree corners everywhere. Is it, is it the exact same copy as what iRacing did? Yes. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think exact so. Same thing. Yeah, directly. Um, but any, anyways, so that's. I'm not. I, I think with NASCAR owning IMSA, I. You want to see kind of a, a combined weekend. I think, in my opinion, because if you're going to promote both series, why not? Um, and I think that that worked out well this year at Indy when they did that uh, weekend. Um, but. Uh, anyways, but, but I think of a I, I think of a race like when when IMSA and IndyCar went to the streets of Baltimore. Look, I know their biggest mm-hmm. thing was fixing that the huge bump in the main straightaway. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it, it did put on a great show with the um the American well then American Le Mans series. But yeah. it I I remember watching that and going like, wow, this is actually a really good race, good mm-hmm. good configuration. The only thing that was the problem was trying to create a chicane with a huge ass bump. It was the railroad tracks, and then just not have not having some of those uh, manhole covers welded down. Right, so. right, and even IndyCar had an all right time with it. Like, yeah, I mean, it, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a street circuit, like at minimum, you you, you need I think you need like three different types of series there. Like, if I'm going into if it, all right, if I were uh, Steve Phelps, right? Is that the guy that's running NASCAR? I, I think that's his name, CEO. Sure. Um, sounds about right. Sounds, sounds about right. Good old so, Steve. Steve-O, right? But, uh, <laughs> so, look, if I was running NASCAR and we had this opportunity to go to the streets of Chicago, look, what, what I would do is, all right, obviously you have the Cup Series. All right, you have the Xfinity series because their schedule is it, it, every year. It seems like they're adding another road course. Like I think they're up to maybe eight to ten road courses at this point. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. Xfinity it's been crazy. series. Like they, they keep adding road courses. So at that point, all right, well, right there, no brainer. Let's let's put the Xfinity series. And since uh, IMSA's under the umbrella, you now have an opportunity to like put IMSA in it. And you could kind of have have those drivers that kind of do the triple, like like if 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 it ends up happening like I'm trying to like I'm thinking like a Watkins Glen weekend like if somehow IMSA and like NASCAR did it, it's never gonna happen. But because you got the six hour race and that's just like too yeah, long. No, yeah, you can't do it with. Yeah, yeah, it has to be just um, exactly what like was a two it. hour forty minute race or whatever. Yeah, exactly what it was like at Indy, where it um, where it's just like two of your your normal length races, so and not one right. of your your big headline events because you like you wouldn't you wouldn't do the Daytona twenty four hours and the Daytona five hundred on the same weekend. That's stupid. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that's, a, that's a very big exact, after, like, the 24 hours. Yeah. So, like, here's the Daytona 500. Oh right. my god! Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so. Um, that is definitely that would be definitely racing overload. But um, I'll tell you, look, you got You got to put IMSA in in this a street race. IMSA deserves mm-hmm. a street race for sure. I, I mean, what series would you put? Where do they go? Uh, 
think so. In the Xfinity series and the Cup series, at, at minimum. You can have the Michelin Pilot, or no, you know what? The prototype, the prototype challenge would be really fun to watch. See some LMP threes. Because, I was gonna this, say, if you're gonna, if you're gonna put the WeatherTech series, the the big boy IMSA series there. Yeah, WeatherTech. What, yeah, that's what, that's what I was like for. What track would you substitute it for? Oh, it's such a good schedule. Because, because that's the the thing is is IMSA's that they, they don't want to so go on a crazy. Out. They don't want to go on a crazy. Um, like F one kind of schedule where we just keep adding races because they they want to kind of keep the cost down. So if you're gonna add a race to the calendar, then you need to take one off. Um, because that's that's what they're doing with Indy is that they're I don't think they're going back to Mid Ohio. Um, and they're gonna add. What you mean? They're gonna keep okay. that Indy, or they're <laughs> gonna make that Indy race longer. Ah. Uh. Yeah, well, uh, like, what would I add for a track? Oh, man, that would be... Yeah, I, no, I guess that's for another discussion for another yeah, I think, yeah. you know what, if we're adding a track in IMSA for what it is right now, I think uh, I think they need to go back to Sonoma. I think that'd be a great race for them. I know that it's, like, cool. kind of, like... Mm. I, know, I know there's, like, bad blood with it now because, like, Dale Jr. was on fire there when he was driving with Boris said in the Corvette. 2004. Oh God! It was like yeah. over 20 years ago. I was gonna say it is. that's the only thing I could think of. Like, oh, why aren't we going back? Oh God! How could we remember like such a bad day? Like, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, the, cars I, are that's the only thing that goes like. But I'm sure it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. Almost 20 years ago. So, what other track could? Uh, yeah, it will. We'll say it. That's a good track. That's Mossport's good track. It's a great track. Yeah. So, Sports a really great track. Can, I think they should bring the. Uh, th- this came up a few times when we were at the Vintage Weekend for uh, Lime Rock, but uh, they really need to bring the prototypes back to Lime Rock. I don't see why they that don't. Is a, yeah, they yeah. Raised, Christian, we saw LMP one cars. I, I was gonna say we. For Pete's sake, yeah, like, we we saw LMP one, LMP two. There, like no problem, and then. Yep. It, but of course, every the. <laughs> But if they the, did the, the uphill, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be with the with the old uphill. It would be with the the new chicane, which I mean, it, which is fine. Yeah, Whatever, it, it, I if it, it, if it brings these... them back, it brings them back. Um, yep. But that's the... already a huge discussion. <laughs> like IMSA is already like just shooting themselves in the foot with that weekend. But the uh, the biggest complaint that I always hear is, oh, well, the closing speeds are too hot or are too big. I'm like, but that's multi class racing. That's that's multi class racing. I'm like I. Why it's no different at Lime Rock compared to any other goddamn track with a got like a long straightaway. I know, especially Lime Rock doesn't even have long straightaway. No, no, and (laughs) and it's that's the thing. It's it's quick. It's I I hate the term bullring. I'm (laughs) I I don't know why. I just I mean it's it's small. It 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 is compact and for a road course. It's the bullring of road course tracks. Yeah, so what? I mean, but it's yeah, awesome Bristol almost got to NASCAR, yeah. so. Yeah, no, I, I, but that's, yeah, again, that's, it's, and it's tight, twisty, fast. That's exactly yep. what, that's exactly what I like out of it. And if, and the best, yep. one of the things that I like about it is that it's short enough that you can lose a lap on, under pits, uh, green flag pit stops. Mm-hmm. So it, it really throws like strategy in, into it too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You gotta account for that full course caution, potentially screwing up your entire oh, yeah. day. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I know. So, that would be oh yeah. Oh. Well Christian, when are we gonna be strategists for our racing team, huh? Jeez. 
Well, I, I mean, you can download F1 2022 Manager right now if you really yeah. want to. Uh, I've, I've been all over YouTube <laughs> and watching. If there are crashes on there, crack me the hell up. <laughs> They're funny. Yeah. Yeah, they are funny to watch. Where yeah. it's just like the car locks up, two cars make contact, and they both just slide <laughs> in the same direction. It's not a real crash. It, they're pinballs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, I the, saw one the where... The ping-pongs. <laughs> well, here, here's an example. There was... There was there's, oh my god, this this one made me probably laugh the hardest. There was uh, two Ferraris and a Red Bull going into turn one at uh, Barcelona, and they collide. The two Red Bulls are off, but then like the Sergio Perez car hits the wall and then like takes that hits the wall at the end, but then takes a hard right goes right back into the track, and like <laughs> two more get collected. Jeez, it's because he like hit the wall, not like an actual crash would would stay there, but just like. Full throttle, drove back onto the track. <laughs> just, I'm like, what? This doesn't make any sense. So, um, yeah. It's, By the way, folks, we're talking about a video comedy. game. This is yeah, not, yeah, right. exactly not actual, reality. Just, no, no. These aren't actual events. Did <laughs> your purse is fine? Yeah. Well, I guess speaking of F1, they dropped the new. Ca- they dropped 2023's calendar today. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, three American races. Twenty-four races total. Well, <laughs> we were expecting the three American races, but there are some yeah. surprises coming back. And uh, one of them that I forgot about, that I think they, I'm pretty sure it was scheduled to happen anyway, but I'm, I'm you know, su- just surprised to see it once again, is that Qatar is coming back. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw that on the schedule, I was like, oh, that's right. They made some, like, 10-year deal from, from 23 on to just go back. Yeah. However... I- I thought they were going to make a different circuit for that track. I thought they were going to try a street circuit, but they're going back to LaSalle or LaSalle or however you say it, um, hmm. which I think is a fantastic decision. That that track to me is is hilarious because it's such a great track, and on paper it shouldn't be. It's flat as can be. There's no surroundings. There's only one straightaway, and the rest of it is a bunch of corners. And you would think with F1 cars that depend on downforce, and they have you know the wash with the aero wash and whatnot, that it'd be a crap race. But like, it is amazing to watch those cars whip around that track at nighttime. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. they have the best curbs. They don't have sausage curbs. They have curbs that destroy tires if you go mm-hmm. off track, which I think is perfect. Yeah. Yes. It solves all the all the you know. How far can I go off track without getting in trouble? Well, if you go off track, you get in trouble. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it destroys the tires, not the car. Right. 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 Nobody has to right. go flying 50 feet in the air and crack the neck when they come back down. It's, it's nope. <laughs> Right. And Fernando Lu- Alonso knew that and got a nice podium out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm so pumped the, to see him on there. The, the best thing about the... Well, uh, something that can... I guess bl- blind your your view on a race is the last time we went there was the first time there, so you're right. you're having sure. an ex- an experienced F1 paddock go to a track with no data and then have them just like make adjustments on the fly. So obviously that's going to shake up stuff at the beginning because no one has a has any familiar surroundings with that track. Right. I mean, I I would guess they probably looked at like Bahrain data as far as like similar environments, similar. Kind of sort of similar track. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is always exciting to go to something new and have nobody have any data. Right. But this time they'll be going back with data, but I still think like, well, so it's, it's a, it's a great track. Some I really data, like it. Cause 
last time they were there, it was with a different generation car. So that's true. Yeah. Absolutely, you are absolutely right. And with a different, complete, uh, completely different tire. Well, yeah, right. And and I'll tell you what other race comes back is the Chinese Grand Prix. Yeah, I'm excited. I am to very, yeah. very surprised to see that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you that that race track has a, has a lot of um a lot of history with it. Almost like uh, like it certainly decided the 2007 championship with uh, Lewis Hamilton. One of my favorite F one F one event uh, like sneak attacks almost is when Sebastian Vettel mm-hmm. has two cars just before pit the pit line. Yep. Oh yes, I and, know the exact then, highlight you're talking about, dude. And, that and yeah, that was right incredible. Back to the uh, pit speed, I was like, that's that's the best overtake you could ever do. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. It was so like. Up at the box, so high IQ. Like I was like, yeah, exactly. It was just, no, like, no, 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 no. I should still pass you guys right here, so I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do it. So, it, it's good to see China coming back. I, I think the, I like the track. I, I do. I, I, I like the track as well. But I, I think with, uh, I, I guess where everything is in the world, I think just having it back in 23, I think that was probably. I, I don't know if that was too soon than what everyone thought or what, but. Um, well, what was the reason that it wasn't on the calendar initially? Was it uh, COVID scares, or what was it? Probably, my guess would probably be, probably. be that. I, I can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't live in China, so I don't know what what's like over there. So, but I mean, that that would probably be my only thing because I know over here in the U.S. we've o- opened up quicker than the rest of the world. So I don't know where the rest of the world really yeah. is at, and if there are still countries that are you know taking it to extremes or whatnot so yeah but uh aside that the season starts at bahrain again uh just like it did Mm -hmm. this this past year but this time it starts on march 5th compared to this year yeah that's early 20th yeah so you're two weeks early there um which allows for the chinese grand prix to slot in as the fourth race in april um and then the i guess like the middle of the schedule i would call it kind of the european tour but it's you kind of like bounce back and forth between the east the east coast of the u of the of north america and then back over um but you got after china it's baku miami imola monaco spain canada austria and silverstone um and i only go from race five to twelve because Within that, you have Baku, Imola, and Spain doing kind of a mix-up to what it is this year, where Baku is run earlier in the end of April compared to mid of June, and that's done for that week that week specifically because that's going to be Le Mans that they've done they've wor- worked the schedule so that. Lamar and F1 don't clash on that weekend. So if F1 drivers want to go, they can go race. That's cool. Yeah. Um, That's very cool. What about... Uh, oh, no. They, it, they always have uh, Monaco and the Indy 500 on the same day, huh? Yeah. It's never different. Yeah, so that so that's where it, that's where it kind of... Um, after, so once the, the Chinese Grand Prix slots in, after that, it the weekends of when they ha- of when races happen pretty much follow suit as they have done before um sure, yep. with this year so there there really isn't like a difference in in days of when 
everything is occurring. The only different spread really is is that um, Lamar weekend in June. Um, yeah. So Baku, Imola, and Spain they kind of mix the order up of when they go to them, um, and then the the only other switch up uh, is Austria is ahead of Silverstone, um, so they just swap. But then before you hit the summer break, instead of having your last race before going on vacation being the Hungara ring, we're going to do it at Spa this time. Right. Um, and then we come back afterwards to <laughs> Zandvoort, correct? Yes. And so you don't get a triple header. Actually, I don't think there are any triple headers. No, I'm looking at oh, the schedule. Oh, there's got to be. There it, has to no. be, dude. Uh, actually, yes, there is, actually. Imola, Monaco, Spain. Imola, Monaco, Spain. Imola, yes, yep. Monaco, Spain. Absolutely, that is yep. a triple header, yep. I think I read it was like two triple headers, six double weekends, and six single weekends. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, look, it's the United States Grand Prix, Mexican yeah, Grand Mex- Prix, then the Brazilian Brazil, Grand Prix. Yeah, that's the other that. triple header. Yeah. The, uh, so then that'll be good for the end of the season yeah that, yeah the, like that. the the end of the season pretty much follows uh similar to what we have this year where from hungary down to abu dhabi it's the exact same thing except everything's pretty much from hungary to japan or no sorry from uh from zandvoort to suzuka everything's moved up a weekend to then slot in qatar and then uh Coda, uh, Mexico City, and Interlagos are on relatively the same weekend. Um, actually, Interlagos bumps up a week um, to then slot in Vegas. And then they go over to Abu Dhabi to finish out the season, as usual. But that race is happening a week later than what's than when it's going to happen this year. So you're talking an additional three weeks on the schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 24 weeks total. Have we ever had an F1 season with 24 weeks? No. And they, no, but they've no. the past two years, they've tried to do 23 races. Haven't done it. Um, yeah. I mean, the, you have COVID complications because of that. Well, and then this year, this weekend was supposed to be Russia. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, they haven't. Twenty-two is is still the max. The the uh the barrier to break. So we're gonna go twenty-four next year. But evidently, um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if anything interrupts that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Oh, I swear <laughs> to God, if you just jinxed it, I'm just oh. But I I guess. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, so it's not my fault. No, I'm not. I'm not in any position of power. I'm not <laughs> the ruler of any of these countries. I can't tell any of them to go to war and invade any of these <laughs> other countries to, you know, deny an F1 race for that country that year. <laughs> nope. Not no, going to no be my fault. Races. Yeah. No, oh, my you, God. You, you're no, gonna, happening. You're going to be like France, who holds up the white flag and says, nope, I don't want a part of the schedule. Because, shocked, oh, you know that's, that's the I'm race actually, that's not made uh, it. Right. I'm, I'm actually fairly shocked that the French GP has not made it whatsoever. Because, like, yeah. it's not popular with the fans most people will be outward and say like i hate the track i don't like the red white and blue you know stripes that are outside of the track it makes me sick there's no scenery it's just a boring race 
However, like, I feel like having a race in France is important. I mean, for the FIA, because isn't that kind of where the FIA is based in Paris? Yeah, well, and, the, yes. and that's also where, because um, France is one of the original uh, countries that was on the, the first F1 schedule. Right. So, so you would think having a French GP would be, like, important for yeah. the sport, for the, for the history, but for the, the heritage, and yet they're like, nah, nah, we're not racing there next year. Well, and, and but the same can be said for Germany, too, because Germany still remains ra- uh, without a race on the schedule. I know. So. That's such a shame. But I I think between the the two countries it's it's funding from the track. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean when you demand twenty five yeah. million dollars US to yeah host an F one GP yeah, yeah I I can I can see that. But and yeah I I don't I don't see. The, I am surprised though that uh, Paul Ricard can't pull it because you would think like it's such the perfect track to to test cars at. You well, think that's that just all it. year round all they they're, they're making money from private people who want to come in and test their cars. Right. It's such a such a consequence free track. If you spin out, if you go off track, yeah. you're probably not going to hit anything because it's just all asphalt. You would think that would that would attract so many manufacturers to go out there and test when they can, mm-hmm. whether it be their race cars, their street cars, or just track day warriors, whatever. You would think they'd be pulling in the money, but well, isn't there like multiple different like configurations? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. there's like a thousand different yeah, configurations. I mean, right. Like, I was gonna say, like, am I crazy to say like a hundred different configurations? I, I, I think probably like, a little bit crazy know. to say a hundred. I, I think it was something, somewhere around like something. 50. Well, I was gonna say it's something like north of twenty, right? Episode yeah, twenty yeah, joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, hang on, I kind of want to view like <laughs> the, the top <laughs> of Circuit Paul Ricard yeah. if that's even a, like an image. You know what? It would be an image is on Google Maps actually. Yeah. <laughs> And you could just see, uh, they can make an oval out of that chicane thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or, or Microsoft's uh, flight simulator, where it's like streaming yeah. Earth constantly. Oh, <laughs> I'd fly over France for a little bit. Well, I, and this is the thing. It's like, I, well, so what other tracks in France can you go to? And I, I think that conversation has kind of hit a dead oh, wall. It's, well, you can, but... I, I think that they're in this. I think they're worse financially than Paul Ricard. Um, Probably. And then, just just call it Monaco. Just call it the 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 neighboring Fran- French Grand Prix race. Like, yeah, I, I guess, listen, I guess they, that's the listen, argument. The con- but well, that's just it. Because like, look, when Olivier Panis won, mm-hmm. the French people lost their minds. When right. I mean, you know what I mean. So. And like it's wait you mean Roman you mean the people didn't racing. you mean the people didn't lose their minds when Espan Ocon and Pierre Gasly won a race? Didn't happen at the French uh, GP. Uh, no, it didn't happen at no, the French I, Grand Prix. But <sighs> I'll tell you what: if if Roman Grosjean won the Monaco Grand Prix, that'd be that'd be insane. If he won at Oh, very well, true. Yeah, I, right. I mean, if if, if Leclerc can pull it off, yeah. If oh, if Leclerc can pull it off, that that's going to be a while before a Monegas driver wins again, like a different one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that place will blow up. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what the uh, what is it? I don't know how their 
palace work. Is it is it prince and princess or like is it whoever whoever hands over the trophy? You know, double kisses on the cheek (laughs) on the podium, so um, something like that. But hey, I I'm all for it. I'd love to see it, but. I mean, Christian, like I said this year, I didn't fall for the hype. I wasn't hypnotized enough. For the French GP? No, no, no. The Monaco Grand Prix with uh, when, uh, uh, Charles. Charles? Charles LeGreg? Like Claire, like the dessert. Charles E. Claire? Claire? talking about Charlie E. Claire? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie E. Claire, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, but the... The previous race at uh, Monza, that he was his banana. Oh no! A peeled banana too. Yeah. Like when he had his fire suit off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, they, look, I, I'm I'm still gonna say it. I don't know why he still went with two pit stops. That still look. I yeah. know you're trying to go opposite of Max Verstappen, but I mean, I, I'm maybe I'm just too. Harsh on Ferrari, but I'm surprised there isn't any more memes about that. Well, Red Red on, Bull like, also came, troll. Red Bull also came out and said that they would have done, they would have done exactly what Ferrari did if if it was swapped around if Leclerc didn't pit. So sure, but sure, yeah. However, Red Bull, you know, there's been a lot of talk about that Monza race, dude. But like, I really think it just came down to Red Bull having a better car, man. I, I think that was no matter what was going to happen. I think that was just a very average race, and people are just trying to make it up to be more than it was. And it's like you, I, I think people yeah. are. I, I think just in general, from last year and the first couple races of this year, we F one has been very you know hashtag blessed with the amount of exciting races we've been able to have. Because before, yeah. like r- what racing is, is whoever wins the race wins it by twenty seconds, and then the rest of the field is just kind of like meh throughout like that's what yeah, f1 yeah, yeah. has been it's not something that is close racing all the time every single weekend right it, it's nice to have that and that's why it makes special memorable moments but it's not what makes it you know the historically close series that people think it is like it, that's not what racing is like yeah it is it is a lot of like your runaway and blowout wins if you want to oh absolutely call it that well if you look back at Monaco, first Checo had that train. He had mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz behind Max Verstappen, and then I mean, <laughs> what should have been a Charles Leclerc win was Chocolate Leclerc <laughs> was fourth out of the four card train in that. I mean, classic of a Monaco Grand Prix, but he just yeah. no one could go anywhere because good look because what. I, I think Rashawn put it in the um, one of the episodes, or at least after that weekend. The actual day of later, later on, we discussed it <laughs> before the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Uh, <laughs> it was it was um, Carlos Sainz couldn't do anything. If he made a move and choked, Max Verstappen would have been like Ooh, free second place spot. It, it it was exactly how rental cart racing is at f1 boston or like how oh, it was. Yeah. that's exactly what you it was what? you, you yeah, can't pro, pro you just can't make a, i never yeah. thought of it but yeah you are right but <laughs> i mean like th- i mean think of those leagues like you couldn't you couldn't get offline or someone would slip by you and the whole train would go by 
But like, right. that's again, that that's what makes Monaco special. Like, it's just it's a different race. That's what it is. You gotta mm-hmm. you win it on Saturday, pretty much. For the most part, except for Ferrari, they they can't win on Saturday. <laughs> everyone everyone has their problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ferrari just has more than others, you know. All right. Um, it, in terms of the schedule, I do want to say I do want to point this out. F1 claims that they're all about sustainability and putting down zero carbon, zero whatever they they call it. But yet they make a schedule that logistically makes zero sense and does not help with a cost cap issue at all. Very well, of course little. Not. So yeah, I I just want to state the do obvious. Do you see how spread out the, for for starters? Do you see how spread out the American races are? Okay, like, so so the one only, in the beginning, one mm-hmm. in the middle, the only one in the end. The only thing that I can logically make sense out of this calendar, if you take the money aspect out of it, like just put that to the side, the only thing I can I can logically put forth with this calendar is the temperatures of the time of year. So that way people are not like dying on the race day. Because, sure. I mean, imagine, because you can't run China at night and China during the summer is hot. You're not going to be doing that. So mm-hmm. putting it in the spring makes sense and you know same with um i mean the 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 fortunate thing about the uh the middle east grand prix is that they do them at night so no no one's really having an issue there so i mean really for them their placement is just money and where where they want to slide it to a calendar um singapore is probably your well it is your most brutal race just because of the length of the race but it's also in the hottest location on on the uh, on the earth, and it's right at the dead end of summer. So that is definitely the worst race to to make your way through. Yeah, um, but like you can't do you can't do Coda in July. That's awful. Oh my god! <laughs> and you can't you can't do Mexico <laughs> no. in the summer. That's awful. Like it, it, there's just some yeah. races that don't make sense to do that. And I mean, even Vegas, like I know it's in November, but I, I like that they're going to do it at night because even during the day, that is, that, that can be uh, a, um, a challenge. You know, for people watching it in the East coast though, it is going to be pretty tough. Like it's going to be like, I think We're it's gonna do like it. one, I'm, one or 2 AM. Oh, I, I'm fine to go. I am. What? Huh? Aren't we trying to go? We might. Um, we might be going. Oh, I. Here's the funny I'm, thing. I've I've had a friend actually ask me, like a friend, who doesn't really go to a lot of races, but asked me like, "Hey, I'm trying to get a group of guys to go to the F1 race in Las Vegas." This is like you know, whenever yeah. they announced it, it was like a month afterward, and uh, he's like, "I'm trying to get a bunch of guys to go to the F1 race in Las Vegas 2023. Do you want to go?" <laughs> and like, I personally like, am yeah. not. Like, even when Miami happened this year, I'm very skeptical of being an early adopter to anything. You know what I mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, <laughs> this sounds like a lot of fun. However, what's the fan experience actually going to be like? Is it going to be a shit show? Is it going to be actually? Because, like, I'm a Formula One fan first. All right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure... A lot of people that went to Miami went to Miami to just go see a motor race because it was like, can can you believe they're going to bring these cars to F1? Let's go. Just go see it. 
well, you know, they're also, not actually fans of Formula One. Well, also, and if you were rich and, enough to afford a ticket, too. <laughs> right, it doesn't even matter to you? Absolutely. They can just go ahead and just go to it, and then they probably played on their fake yachts on that fake marina the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a Formula One fan. I like to go to a Formula One race, watch the race. I hope to have good coverage throughout the race when I'm there live. I mean, that's what you get when you go to Montreal. You get mm-hmm. a screen in front of you, no matter where you're sitting, and commentary when you can hear it, so that you know what's going on throughout the race, even when it's not in your section. And those are the things that I like, and I like to pay attention to the actual race and what's going on. And I worry being an early adopter to these new American races, because it's just like, I heard Miami was a a little bit of a, you know, a a shit show to get in and out of, and um, I don't know about, like, TV coverage when you know, cars weren't in your section and stuff like that. And I'm a little bit skeptical that Las Vegas could be the same way where it's like, you might be sitting in a section, you see cars go by, but do you know what's going on afterwards? Is there a screen to tell you what's going on? Is it going to be any commentary or is it kind of just like, Hey, we put asses in seats and that's good enough for us. We made our money and oh, commentary and tea. I don't, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just, those are the things I worry about. Oh, you know, getting people out in a timely order when the race is done. Yeah, I mean, they'll get out. Maybe not the same day that they showed up for the race, but <laughs> it's just... Well, they'll, they'll guide you into the casino and then trap you there for the next three days and take all your money. So Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's actually that's what's another thing happen. that I've worried about. Yeah. Another thing that I've worried about is, like, I've never been to Las Vegas. If I'm going to go to Las Vegas, I'll try gambling, and I'll try, you know, the whole experience. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to a Formula One race? Because the race doesn't start until like 10 p.m. or some shit like that. So like, who knows if you've, if you've only, I'll even remember the race. Yeah, Doug. Where's Doug? Yeah, really. You're, we you're lost gonna be, Doug. You're, you're gonna be you're gonna be on a table playing blackjack and bet. You're gonna bet your your general admission ticket to the Vegas race and lose it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you might lose your go kart there, Alex. Who knows? But yeah. No, so, I, I am personally not aspiring to go to the first Las Vegas Grand Prix. Well, it's not the first Las Vegas Grand no, Prix, no. but it's no, you know, no, 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 no. the 23 yeah. Grand Prix. I'm going to let it just happen and see what goes on. I heard decent things about Miami. So, like, if somebody invited to me, invited me to Miami next year, I'd be like, yeah, all right, sure, as long as it's not, like, $1,000 a ticket. Yeah. Um, but I am going to let Las Vegas happen. I'm going to let people tell me how it went. I'm going to watch it on TV at home, and I'll probably be a super nerd and watch it at 11 p.m. over here, yeah. whatever it's going to be, or 1 a.m., whatever it's going to be. 1 a.m., I think, yeah. Yeah, and it's going mean, 10 p.m. over there. Right, right. So I I have family that lives in Vegas, so that's why it's like, for me, it would be like, oh, it, it kills oh. two birds with one stone. So that's that's like why, like, I it's like, imagine having a race, like, say if the race was in Boston, right? Like, it's just in your backyard kind of thing. Like, that. Yeah. that's kind of the yes. the appeal from, from my side. However, in the right. car, are you listening? The, uh, uh, <laughs> the no. If IndyCar can just if IndyCar can just go to Watkins Glen, that's that's close enough for me. Hey, fair enough. Close um, enough. Yeah. The this thing about like oh like F one fans have to wake up at like a ridiculous time in the morning or whatever, especially like the especially like all the the British or European people being you know so uppity about it all. I'm like. The people, I, the F1 fans in Australia and Japan deal with this 24-7. Right, they have no choice. So, what, I, this is the thing. It is a world championship. So, 
everyone yep. takes their turn. Like when I, whenever it's yep. the Australian or Japanese Grand Prix, all right. the hardcore fans that are that live in Europe or in the the Americas are up at one in the morning, six in the morning, five in the whatever it is at ridiculous yep. hours watching the race because we're all crazy enough to be doing that. So that's yep. happens to the Japanese Grand Prix every year. Yes, yeah. So I because even the and but the best thing about today's world is you can just DVR the race and just watch it later. Or record it, stream it, Dude, whatever. DVR you want. is even old school yeah, these days. Yeah, I was going to say. Download the <laughs> Sorry, TV. I'm, yeah, right. Sorry, I'm dating myself. Yeah. Um, Sound like Sean. <laughs> no, he'd he'd get it. He'd he'd get it on ESPN's Wide World of Sports. Ah, I see. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Speed Vision. Sean, yes. we miss you, by the way. Yeah. Currently on. Miss you. Currently on business. Um, Abate. so it's a joke with this schedule oh oh i should uh should mention Con- monaco has been contracted until 2025 um, that's right so oh the, i so didn't know that yeah they, they just announced that today i was scrolling through my phone and making notes um oh no way yeah i saw on instagram pretty pumped with uh some other notable notables about the schedule with spa being the last race before the summer break that is typically the weekend that the spa 24-hour race occurs for uh gt3 racing um so that has also led to um a bunch of european gt series having to shuffle their schedules around to try and make it work because obviously they have some drivers well obviously they don't want to be conflicting with nf1 weekend because that takes away some of their crowds that they have at their events but they're because the spot 24 hour has to now move because you can't have that race in the same weekend as an f1 race um that's also led to other series having to move move their schedules around because some of the gt drivers are doing multiple series like that so um yeah just f1 flexing their muscle being like here's our schedule you guys figure it out yeah because <laughs> the the other two the other two schedules that everyone's waiting on too is the w wc schedule for next year which wec yes wec yeah, uh or whack, whack whatever um, <laughs> yeah the, and then um and there's uh, rumors that they're supposed to add a seventh round to the schedule, so Portimao is supposed to come in. Um, wait, 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 cool. wait. WEC has only ever been six rounds? Currently, it's six rounds. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. 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 So it's. That's a uh, lot of endurance races. No. It's. it's uh, it, but every race is six hours plus, right? So you have. Yeah. Your, I understand, but like. Yeah. Six. Well, it's. What? Is this like a Gran Turismo championship? So the, <laughs> the, other, the other thing. If you Maybe. go, <laughs> the other thing, if you go sports car historic, like in the history books, you had guys that would compete in the W or well, what is known as these WC races, which are just like the long events, right? Because it, instead of it being the six hours of spa, it used to be the thousand kilometers of spa. They've now had, I, I don't know if Monza is still the six hours of Monza or if it's the thousand kilometers of Monza, like like a thousand kilometers used to be the thing. And then, because um, yeah. then they, they brought the thousand kilometer back with Sebring um, when they when they were doing that. Um, yep. And then, but at the same point, like 
back in the day they had it, all the manufacturers that would run at the the thousand kilometers of spa monza they would also run daytona 24 sebring 12 hours like they would come back and forth across across the atlantic and, and do that so your big endurance races yeah it's it's only the wc is only six rounds but the way the schedule used to be and, and how everyone could work was that you would jump and fly to all the big races because then you also have uh, Petit Le Mans at the end of the year, which is a 10-hour race. So you'd be right. doing stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they... Yeah, so they only do six hours... Or they only have six races, but they're going to add a seventh round, ho- hopefully, next year. And uh, I guess WC... Portimao, you're saying? Yeah, Portimao. And then... Um, All right. And I guess just a WC note: the eight, the this season's finale is going to be on at the end of October, uh, and that's the eight hours of Bahrain. So they then, usually end at Bahrain, right? Y- yeah, that's where they've been doing that. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. Um, uh, last little bit of F one news, I guess. I I don't want to get into a whole super licensed uh conversation because we could go on for hours oh, on that one. but uh, but her- yeah so just just to skim this colton herda doesn't look like he'll be getting a seat so just to go focus on the rest of the driver market does pierre gasly get released from red bull i don't know does devries go to williams or alpine i guess it's kind of dependent on whether they red bull and helmet marco decides to release gasly to do whatever he wants <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, what still like, cracks me up. It Marcus Erickson is still very much right mm-hmm. about his predictions in the F one like roster. Yeah, his tweet is just it cracks me the hell up. Like I'm really waiting for like that last like final like like Alpine Alpha Tari uh, Domino to just finally drop to really set everything into course. Oh, I mean, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, what, what was uh, what was Magnuson's tweet? I'm not familiar with this. No, 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 no. Marcus Erickson. Oh God, I'm sorry. Did, did, you, okay. did you see his his tweet about his like predictions of what the driver grade would look like? I have not. No. Oh, I, oh, I will. I, I gotta find it. We we will find it and and send it to you. But he is at the he released his predictions for what silly season would be. And this was before, I think this was right around announcement. Yeah. This was before any announcement and like any retirement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or even contract renewal. Yeah. Cause I was, I was confused about the, um, Joe Guan Yu portion for a while. I was like, well, he's already there. (laughs) But so he, like he actually, I think the, did he predict Piastri to McLaren? Or was that to Alpine? Piastri to McLaren. Okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. He was. He was way ahead of that. He was like, okay. Yeah. No, but, but <laughs> you laughed at it. No, no, no. I just. I yeah. I just. <laughs> I just can't remember what he, what he tweeted exactly. But like, it's like some of the moves and and rumors of what you hear today. His his tweet is like very very plausible. 
So really, yeah, because because everyone was like, like, there's no way, like, like they're they're doing that or whatever, and like, because I, I think he has like Ricardo going to, to Haas, I think, or something like that. Um, but you're like, mm-hmm. how like how would that happen, kind of thing? And you're like, oh well, the dominoes are falling in the right places, so. Yeah, but I also see a lot of headlines saying that Nico Hulkenberg is one of the uh, the uh, lead. Yeah. What should I say? I don't Can- know. Candidates for lead that. prospects. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Oh, I got it. All right. So read it off. He 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 predicted Alpine would be Ocon and Gasly. Uh, this this is interesting. Alfatari. Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, and Yuki Tsunoda. Mick Schumacher, uh, I expect, but all right. McLaren, uh, Lando Norris, and Oscar Piastri. Uh, On the nose. And, yeah, yeah. Alfa Romeo, Botas, and uh, 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 Joe Guanyu. Haas, uh, K-Mag, and uh, Ricciardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Williams would be Albon and DeFries. And this and this is August first. Mm-hmm. This is before. All right, all right. Anything. Early, early. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Because the the he's been right. in the F one paddock before and understands where you know, you know, where the dominoes will go. I think. Yeah. Yep. So far, he's right. Yeah. Well, he was right about Piastri. Mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting for the Gasly. Announcement. I think that's going to really, be the biggest one. I really, really, really hope that Gasly can get just just free himself from the Red Bull, uh, whatever you want to call it, just the Red well, Bull grasp. He's, he's, he, yeah. he should not be there anymore. There's no, no promise for him. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he's doing his best, like uh, Jean Eric Verne impersonation at Alphatari right now, except he has a win. But because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I remember Jean uh, Eric Verne was there for a while. At, oh yeah, off the tar, right, Tara Rosso. But um, yeah, he just he he needs to get out of that because he, he. I think he's at a point where he realizes, okay, he's not getting the Red Bull seat. Well, absolutely not. I mean, they they gave him the Red Bull seat. He failed miserably, and like he's doing better in the Alpha Tori seat. I understand that, and like he has the one win, but it kind of seems like. Monza is the place to have your one win. It's it's almost like the Talladega of uh, F one these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, but like, why would they give him another chance? You know, Sergio Perez is doing pretty good in the Red Bull. He's kind of starting to now slump into the Red Bull second driver thing, where it's like, yeah, oh, this car is definitely made for one driver, and that driver is not me. <laughs> oh yeah, he's getting comfortable. Well, so he, he is. So Alex, let me ask you this: If yep. say say next year Perez isn't in the Red Bull seat, who do you put in there? All right, you're gonna shake it up like that. So if Perez <laughs> isn't in the Red, well, then I gotta think where does Perez go? But I think no, 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 Perez no, 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 no. Say Red Bull seat. Say say Perez. You can you can put anyone in there, right? Because Red Bull Red Bull has enough money that they can go out and, and get whoever. Yep. So so who so say say Perez retires, right? So he's just out. Oh so, God! All so right. so who who do you put in? Don't worry about filling another seat at another team. Like just who do you replace him with that would be up to speed and what Red Bull wants? Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Throwing back. They his, already tried why not? <laughs> no, they didn't. No, l- listen, listen. 
they did try Daniel Ricardo, right? But Daniel Ricardo did not fail Red Bull. Red Bull failed Daniel Ricardo. And that's why, under his own terms, he fucking just left. So mm-hmm. you already mm-hmm. have somebody who was in the system already, who was familiar. I mean, I know it's a different generation of car. Yeah. I understand that. But he's already been in the system. He's already been in the team. He was equal, if not better, than Max Verstappen on many occasions in the same car while they were both teammates. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Like Max Verstappen in recent years, yes, he's become this amazing driver that nobody else can touch when well, they're in the same car with him. But he is Daniel Ricardo. If it wasn't for the multiple mechanical failures that he was having in 2018, was debatably the better driver, at least in the first half of the season. you got to remember that Max Verstappen was a fucking tool in the first half of the season of 2018. He kept crashing the car, especially he had that one crash in, what was it, in practice? Monaco 2018? It was just like, and I, dude, I became a big Max Verstappen fan, right? And in early 2018, Max Verstappen was failing me. And I was looking at Danny Ricardo, and I was like, that's my guy. That guy <laughs> is going to go far. He won the 2018 Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. I was like, I think he's better. I think he, you know, he has a better head on his shoulders. He's going to do better for mm-hmm. this team. But that's not the way to work because for some reason the car kept breaking down for Ricardo and I mean Max turned a coin. He he actually became a better, more um headstrong driver and the the rest of his 2018 was amazing, which basically mm-hmm. slowly led to his 2021 championship. Yeah. But I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know it's silly to think that you put Danny Ricardo in the twenty twenty three car and things would go good. But I'm I really think that Ricardo that McLaren has not been good for him for whatever reason. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I used to not believe that a you know, a car and a driver don't match and that's the reason that things go wrong because I used to see it with Gasly when he went to the Red Bull. And I saw it with Albon when he read, went to the Red Bull. You know, people were just saying like, "Oh, you know, they're they're promoted too early, and that's it's they're not really that great of drivers, and it's just it's just not going to work out." However, you know, Pierre Gasly goes back to AlphaTauri. He is the number one driver, and he's won a race. Albon goes to Williams, and he is the much better driver to you know, mm-hmm. um, our Lord and Savior Gotifi. But. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not really much of a competition. However, no, those but... two, you know, those two examples convinced me that yes, a driver and a car can definitely not mix, and it makes bad things happen. But when a driver goes back to a car that they know, or a driver goes back to a car that they, you know, drive better with, hmm. good things can happen. So, I think if I could choose, <laughs> if like <laughs> we're going fantasy, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if Perez retires in twenty at the end of twenty two. And you were to put somebody in the Red Bull for 23. Mm-hmm. You put Ricardo back in there. You get him back. You mean like the whole team? I think it would be jovial to have him back because they never wanted him to leave in the first place. I understand that his car kept breaking down, and like maybe they give Max the better parts for that year that you know he did leave. But like it's like now they would have their guy back that they never wanted to leave in the first place, and I think good things would happen. <clears throat> Rant over. <laughs> I I I think uh, when Ricardo left, I think that was also. I, I'm of the opinion I think it was the right move because it, it's not the first time Red Bull has favored a number one driver. Because case in point, Vettel and Weber. I don't think yeah, not not Absolutely. that not that Mark Weber. I think 
I don't know. I, I still think Vettel was probably the better driver than Weber. However, hands down. However, you could tell the car was built to fit Vettel. Like it, it just because you, you, you don't see a driver just that much quicker than your teammate in the same car. And, and unless you're, you know, Latifi and you have the, your, your magical powers to be that far off. Um, <laughs> but like that's, but if you look at the, the breakdown, cause it, cause everyone will put out the, um, the qualifying gaps over the course of a season and like just how close, like guys are still within 10, like half a second of one another. It's only like the, the teams that you can see that either the driver is clearly bad or the car is clearly suited to one person that, that that team that there's a, a big gap in the car so uh, I, I Ricardo going back there that is that is definitely an avenue I don't know if people have done enough it's not a realistic avenue into. it's definitely a fantasy avenue because Perez well, is not going to retire no no I don't no oh, no, no, no no I'm but but no, if Vettel's hit his peak but if he already um, hit his peak Vettel Absolutely. Vettel back in the red. Wait. No, 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 oh, no. I wait. said Vettel hit his peak. Vettel hit his peak. I didn't say he put Vettel Oh, I see. I, see. Oh, I did okay. not say that. No. No. No, no, I, no, no, no. I, I think, well, if Ricardo doesn't get a seat for next year, I think that probably could be a, a talk that no one would really be foreseeing. But uh, that's also because Sergio's doing okay right now, too. So I don't think it's a... look. What Sergio Perez needs to do is finish second in the championship, and he has a ride for like I'd say two more years. But you know what? Really? Because look, well, what is what is his contract currently? Is it just he has a twenty three contract and then it's year by year grabs? Yeah, I think he's. I think it's up next year though, because I I think he's signed for next year right now. He is. Yep, he's definitely signed for the one year. Yeah, because that I would think be if he big, big, big news if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So then he, uh, we, we'll be talking like I just did for the last ten minutes. Right, where right. It's like <laughs> is, is Ricardo going back to Red Bull. Uh, I just, oh my god! Look, I'm uh, Christian. Do you, do you have any idea who? Because I'm like, there's three well, drivers I have in my head. So I, I, I would say three completely different drivers. I could see, I could see either Gasly or Albon getting another shot at it. Um, the only the only problem is like you can't. You obviously want to promote a driver up, right? And I don't really or or you grab a, a driver and go and it goes lateral. No I, driver market. What's available? Not to, I. I get that you want to promote within, but at the same hand, if you have another option. I feel I feel like that way. I don't. I don't which see which would be better. With the way every all the contracts are right now, I don't really see another driver other than Gasly or uh, Albon getting that seat. Just the way everything is working right now. <laughs> Who do you think, man? You, you know, and and I, I I'm not exactly a huge fan now of Helmut Marco. But I'll t- I'll tell you what was really some words, and then I have two drivers which I would I would poach. 
the, look, Nick DeFries is the next big driver right now. There is this Dutch wave that's happening, and Nick DeFries is on it. He He's going to have a ride. If it's not with Mercedes, which he's starting to be prepped up for, it's going to be Red Bull. Or if he's you know blind, he'll go on Ferrari. Okay, those are his best rides he has in front of him, and he's the next like driver that's going to really take F1 by storm just because he's... He has a fantastic resume, but he's already proved that he can get points right away out the gate with a, he a tractor of a car. He does, but and not even being in like Formula One shape. Yeah, I, mean, I don't but, know if you guys saw, right. but like he had not to be left F1 in by shape. his team out of the car. Yeah, but and he was like, yeah. my shoulders are killing me and shit. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying, Nate. I, I'm. And, and look, look, I'm, I'm just going to go further more into this because there's the two more drivers that I would just be like, all right, I'm just going to approach you just to see what you think. And it's like what what Red Bull, I think, should have done way earlier this year, knowing that Fernando's contract is up. They need they they really could have really done something with Fernando Alonso for just for two years. If you have two years of Fernando Alonso, I mean, what kind of blockbuster matchup is that? That's the ultimate blockbuster matchup. You, you'll never get Lewis Hamilton. Okay. You'll never get Lewis Hamilton. But the other driver would be K Mag. I would put I would put K Mag in that seat. Huh. He just nope. he's just he's just so ferocious behind the wheel. Alon- he, he Alonso, I would, no I would crap. see, I would see more plausible out of those three. Uh, K Mag wouldn't be, wouldn't be a bad second choice. I, I'm of the opinion, I, I don't. Overrated is a strong, yeah, overrated is a strong word of, for DeVries, but again, oh, like yeah, the, the, it is. the, I don't think he's like this, this big hope that you. You see them. You see him as like either because it's like he's he's had one race at a track that really suits Williams, and it was at Monza, and Monza is a very fairly easy track to race at. I mean, you, like Alex, like you said, it's kind of like the Daytona or Talladega of, of F one with the way as of late, correct? Yeah, the way as of as of results have fallen. I think it didn't if, race that way this year. It really didn't. No, no, it it wasn't anything crazy uh, like that. It was definitely more straightforward race uh, this year, but. I, I think if you take take him and put him in the in the Williams on a track where the Williams isn't the strongest, do I think he'll beat Latifi? Of course, I I don't have a doubt in that. But will he be fighting up the grid as far as he will be? I'm not so sure because Albon has shown that there is pace in the car for, at least for for qualifying, but race pace it's not really there. So I that's it's also. With F one, it's it's a third the driver, a third the car, and a third the team. It's it's what it is. Um, but that's the sport, right? Well, I'm so I'm pretty ignorant to the F two stuff that goes on. I don't really watch it. I don't really pay attention. But yeah. like, what is DeVries' results that he's gotten within F two? He was the champion. He, he, he was a champion. He was a champion. Yeah. Oh, 2019. Right. But, yeah. but, but 2019. See, is, oh, okay. But this is where. If you go gets, another year or two back, <laughs> this is where the F2 champion list falls short for me because Stoffel Van Dorn was a champion too. And DeVries got his... De, DeVries lost out to Van Dorn in Formula E this year. 
So I mean, if you really want to go, if if you want to go, if you want to go nitty gritty, argument. No, no, right, right, no, no, no. I'm just again. I'm just playing devil. I'm just playing devil. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, you're you're right. Yeah, you're right. I did forget that stat. Um, but again, this is where (laughs) this is where I'm not so sold on DeVries either because the other thing too is I mean George Russell F2 champion. He's in a Mercedes right now. Is he really? wowing you uh i don't know he's beating he's, Lewis no he's he's boringly consistent yeah yeah and it's not like he's making these amazing drives or anything but he just and, continuously ends up in the top fives now. and honestly uh, as of like the last five to ten races i think lewis has been arguably the better driver than george not but not it's not by much yeah, that, yeah, he's, yeah. Yep. that he's not by much that he's it's he's close. now ahead of the points because I mean Lewis had uh had a, a bad start to the season, definitely, but um yeah, yeah I, I don't think I don't think George is, is really wowing me either. And I mean he's not really, you know, drawing a lot of fans with his snitching in the past. Oh his radio. So, oh I know. Yeah. So. Anyways. Um, <laughs> latest one, Monza. <laughs> he pushed me off track, turn one. Yeah, every single race. Which I mean, copy. Every single <laughs> race. <laughs> it, it's yeah, yeah. Got it. Thanks, yeah. George. Yeah, I don't know. That that's just kind of the unfortunately with with being in professional series, you also have to be kind of a driver that is more right. than just just talent on the track. You kind of have to have a little bit a little bit of persona. Well, you know, here here it comes. Like it, when Drive to Survive comes out, I'm really curious to see if like if there's like any like the behind the scenes at Mercedes because I'm waiting <laughs> for like the first Mercedes employee to go like you know have a heavy eye roll at George Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will be waiting on that. And if I see it, oh my god! It, well, if anyone sees it, it's, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a meme on everywhere. Right. Imagine George Russell trying to tell you something. Heavy eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, does anyone else have anything to add to F1? Not to F1. Uh, not really. Okay. So I just want to go through a couple IMSA notes. Uh, the last race of the season is Petit Le Mans. Um, yes. Risi Competizione, which is the team that runs the Ferrari in GT D Pro. Uh, yes, they will be running, and oh, ja- and they are yeah. they they've brought back James Galato uh, to return for that. So that'll be a good addition Ooh. to their lineup. Yeah. Um, some other news: uh, Ford has unveiled their new Mustang, uh, and with the Mustang comes a bunch of. Uh, GT spec cars that they're going to be racing in any, in a lot of series. So they've got the GT3, the GT4, and then they also have the V8 supercar that they're going to run as well. Um, the GT3... I'm just going to correct you there. Wait, it's not V8 supercars, it's just supercars. Sorry, you're right. Um, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Are they going to change the engine formats if they're not calling them V8 supercars anymore? That's just not what it's called anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. It's just not what it's called. It's just but are called... they going to have V8 engines, or is it going to be like they can throw in whatever kind of powertrains they want now? I, I couldn't no. tell you. I'm not. Christian would probably I, have a better idea of that. I, I, I think just... they're still running the V8 engine because the Mustang is coming with a V8 package. Gotcha. Right. I just um, know the series is just called Supercars now. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think V8 Supercars sounds a lot cooler. 
Yeah. But okay. anyway, <laughs> it is just. I'm sorry. I no, just no, no, no. I, I got you. Get that out there. That's that's good. Um. So the the GT three car though that they've unveiled is going to run. They're they're targeting a factory program in IMSA in 24. So this is not. It's not going to make its appearance next year. It'll make make its appearance in 24. Um, and then they've also announced, I guess, if they if they want to have the car run in other series, they're pretty open to to customer teams um, doing that kind of a program. Um, let's see, uh, Cadillac, their LMDH program. They've announced their driver lineup. Um, so they got uh, Cadillacs running two cars in IMSA with uh, under Chip Ganassi Racing and Action Express. Um, Chip Ganassi Racing is going to have Rager van der Zander and Sebastian Bourdais. So that's a cool lineup. And then Action Express Great is going to be lineup. Pippo Durrani, and they've also snagged Alexander Sims for their lineup. So definitely two, two uh, quick driver lineups that they got in LMDH. Yeah, and Alexander Sims is an animal in Formula E, and when he was with Corvette as well, yep. an absolute animal behind the wheel. Yep. So that's a great addition. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lamborghini has also unveiled that they will be running a twin turbo V8, um, uh, internal combustion engine, obviously paired with the, the hybrid unit or electrical unit that they're going to run in that car. So, um, just kind of some technical announcement on that. Um, and then, uh, but just as a reminder, Lambo is going to debut in 24, not 23. So. Right. They, they yeah, and they just showed off pictures of their uh, of their prototype. Well, not pictures, well, really. But yeah, just, like, just some, yeah, some blackout renderings of, of the headlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Still kind of like a nice little salivating tease. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, but uh, let's get into some actual race recaps. And Alex, I want to talk to you about. NHK race weekends that or races that oh, just wrapped up. Oh, why did you up. want to talk to me about that? Well, because I've heard that you know you've had a couple good finishes and some exciting finishes too. So and you know, <laughs> furthermore, obvi- <laughs> obviously, me being the losing party in this, I I got to experience your your races <laughs> firsthand. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So why don't we share with the world the rest of your your race from your perspective? <laughs> and, yeah, and just so how. We are- uh, yes, so we're talking about the last NHK weekend that had just passed, which you guys somewhat touched on in the last episode. Yeah. Um, but very briefly. Very so, briefly, because we wanted to save it for having a conversation the, with you. The Alex Gomes. <laughs> oh, the, please remove that B before my name. I'm just a human. I'm just a man. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing really terribly special about this individual except that i can over the years i've made go-karts go very fast which i'm thankful about which uh yeah leads into this weekend so um yeah so i guess i'll just talk about my my experience with uh, nhka races seven and eight um had a pretty good weekend overall now uh, I don't know if anybody listened last weekend. I don't know if it was mentioned, but races seven and eight were on the same weekend. It was a Saturday, Sunday, whole thing. And um, went into Saturday uh, and 
had a pretty good weekend where I qualified on the pole, which was great. Um, it's, it, I got to tell you, when, you know, the, the racing and tag senior these days with the NHK, it's always a bit of a mixed bag because we have multiple engines that race in the same class. And people have their opinions about how certain engines perform at certain tracks. And, you know, I race the Rotax Max 125cc. Evo. And there's plenty of us that race this motor that think like, oh, the X30 has the advantage at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. It's just always going to be that way and there's nothing we can do about it. So to get pole position and like Tammy, who does the weights at the scale at the end of qualifying, she told me on the scale, I was like, oh, you got the pole. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So that was awesome. And I'm like, oh, okay. But the pressure's on because like, I mean, any of these tag races that I've done, it's never like you'll walk away with the win, at least not in my experience. Uh, Mark Donato, who has been the most successful tag racer this year, he's had his experiences where he walks away and he wins the race by 10 seconds, and it's and, you know good for him. But And the champion. And the champion yeah, of I, the year. And and going into these last two races, Mark was, was very well clear ahead. Like I think all he had to do really was kind of just show up, put some points on the board, and he was... He was locked. He had himself locked in. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, exactly. It was known that going into this weekend that like Donato is the champion. Yeah, there's nothing really we can do about it. We're just gonna go out there and try to have fun racing, and you know, just do the best of what you can this weekend. And it's funny, I didn't realize with you, Christian, how close we were. I didn't yeah. realize that it was that close. It was down to single digits going into race seven. Yeah. So I between the two of us, I stupidly calculated points and did the Alan Prost approach and that was I, I hate doing that but that's that's the the problem I have it because I'm just a very no you don't you love it I you do love it and there's an intelligence <laughs> I know the, but that's the problem because because that's the other side of me where it's like the engineer it's like I like to look at all that kind of stuff so it's so it is interesting to me but as a yep. driver perspective I hate it because the because I know I drive better when I when I don't look at that kind of stuff so because oh i see because because that was my that was my approach with world formula because all i knew is that i had to just get consistent like top five finishes and i could you know come down to the last race i'd be somewhere in in the play for the season and tag i knew all i had to do was definitely be top three at some point and then you could have a, a good battle for for either a podium at the end of the season or or the championship depending on how it fell yeah but anyways going into the weekend, I was seven and a half points behind you, Alex. So yes, and the way the the points work in NHKA, if you win, it's a hundred points, and then if you're second, it's ninety points, and then from third down, it's five points less, um, down to like tenth. And I think that's like if you finish like tenth or lower, but you show up for the race and finish, it's forty points. Um, Correct. So, something to that degree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's for sure, but yeah, at, at some yeah. at some point you just get forty points for racing. Um, Correct for showing up. So yeah. the way the way the the way that I would have to achieve second. So Alex and I were second and third going into the champion into the weekend. So Alex second, me third. So the way I would beat you, Alex, is if I either won. Uh, beat you both days just by one position or uh, as race seven went along you won and then I think I would have had to win the race and you would have had to finish 
either third or lower, or I would have to finish. We would ha- I'd have to beat you by like three spots, basically. Something to that effect. Yes, yeah. correct. So, yeah. But so close. I didn't really know any of this going into the weekend. Yeah. I don't think you even shared any of these things until like the end of Saturday, which was the end of race seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also didn't. That's where I like. I'll keep it to myself because I know like some people don't like to hear that stuff either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a potential if you told me that on Saturday that I might have been like, oh, oh, oh God, <laughs> I got like more more anxiety than I already had on Saturday. Right. But uh, like I had previously mentioned, I qualified on the pole for Saturday, which, you know, against the X30s at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. It's quite the accomplishment. So I was like, oh, Jesus, all right. Well, I guess I got to keep it. So um, oh, and, we and- go into the race day you know, the actual race on Saturday and for like, what was it? I mean, I, I feel like for like 15 laps, I actually kept the lead. So the, and so the, the other useless fact about that race was that I started second. <laughs> oh, correct. Yeah. The two <laughs> yeah, row taxes, yeah, so, two X30. Yeah. So, it, so it was Alex on pole, me on second, and then Mark, no Cruz on third behind you. And then Mark fourth was behind me. So, uh, and then the way the first like five laps or two, I think it was probably two laps went. it was you, me, Mark, and then Cruz. And then yep. I, I made a mockery coming out of the double left-hander, um, that like slow hairpin double left-hander, whatever you call it. Um, uh, yeah. And just, yep. I was, it's bumpy going through there and the car just got kind of out of shape or whatever so it's, it's just awful yeah. the whole time <laughs> <laughs> mark went by Cruz went by i was like well crap so that was my one mistake and that's that's literally the story of the race like they go by and then literally it, unless you made a mistake no one was getting by so then the yep. rest of the race went on and alex like it was they were catching you uh slowly but like once they got to you they weren't really making a mistake the only time that any of us made a mistake behind you was Mark right when he caught up to you and it was going into the, um, the right hander where you enter into the bowl. So you make that cross yep. over there. So he outbreaked yep. himself a little bit. And then that's where I, I almost slipped by Cruz. But then, um, we just, again, we're all too close, uh, in performance pace. So then no one really got by anyone and it was just kind of the order as is. And then we, got back up to you and then Alex you made your one mistake and then that's when yeah Mark and I mean, went by uh, it really was just one mistake it was going yeah. into that same that same downhill blind right hander where off I, I don't even exactly yeah it's off camera it's blind it's the whole thing it's it's yeah. a difficult corner to get and I think I, I had like outbraked myself. I might have missed the apex by a little bit, but like mm. you get a little bit too sideways in that corner, and all of a sudden you bog. Yeah. And we go down into the bowl, and I'm like, I didn't see anybody beside me going to the bowl, so I was like, all right, I'm pretty good. And so I kind of track out the exit of the bowl like you would, and then all of a sudden, here comes Mark Donato and Cruz Labrie, like almost synchronized up yeah. my left-hand side, the two of them together at the exact same moment, almost bump drafting mm. each other, but I won't say that. I won't get him in trouble. <laughs> but like, oh, they, just shot... hot mic, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> they just shot up my left side. And then once we got to the braking zone, 
I mean, so Cruz, who was second in line, he was already like way more than halfway ahead of me coming to the breaking zone. Yeah. So it was just like you go into that breaking zone and try anything up the inside, it's almost suicide. So it's just like I'm mm-hmm. gonna survive this uh, this moment here. Mm-hmm. So I let them both go by. Did I? And for the last, go ahead. Was I was I on your outside there? I can't remember if I was. I don't remember you being there at that moment. No, maybe not. No, nope. that might have I been. I mean, it's a good chance that you're right behind. Yeah, no, I was definitely right behind because because that the way the race ended, all four of us were literally nose to tail coming across the line. Yep, I know. So yeah, that's basically the race. The way the race ended, like for the yeah. last five laps, it was Cruz and Mark chasing each other, while you know myself and you were following, and yeah. we did come across the line like one, two, three, four. Like it was yeah. that close. All four of us nose to tail. Actually. That's the way the race finishes. And I was like, all right, you know, that's pretty good. I, I, you know, it's been a few races since I've scored a podium. So I was like, all right, you know, I get a podium out of this. That's pretty cool. So the night ends. We wake up for the next day and we go off for qualifying on Sunday. And I screwed up. I don't know if you saw me, but I, I, I think I might have been behind you at the time. But I screwed up in the last corner early in qualifying, probably like the first hot lap that we got. And I ended up going off the track in the last corner. So I go off the track and I stopped and I just kind of waved everybody by. I was like, just go, just go by me, whatever. I screwed mm-hmm. up. I'm not going to ruin anybody else's lap. So I let everybody go by. I get back on track. I use the next lap because, you know, I don't have a fast lap now. I use the next lap to just kind of warm the tires, whatnot. And I was thinking like, you know, I have a lot of space right now, and maybe I could try something here. So what I tried was that when you go into the last corner, if you take the racing line, you know, if you're thinking about the whole corner, the racing line is very much kind of entry dependent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I have all this asphalt on my left-hand side to use to kind of like make a really great exit for this corner to just make a fast run at the line to start a lap. Let mm-hmm. me try this. So that's exactly what I did. I kind of slowed up nicey-nice, went all the way to the left as far as I could, then whipped it right. I missed the apex, but it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to make it a great yeah. exit out of this corner. I make a great exit. I come across the line. I do my hot lap. And I came around, and, and the funny thing is that my uh, my data logger, the Alfano, doesn't track. It doesn't. It doesn't um, start and end the lap where the official timing start starts and ends its lap. So I came across, and I remember I think the lap was like a forty-one-five, and like the previous day I was doing like forty-one-ones, forty-one-twos, and I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be like fifth place for qualifying. Yeah. That sucks. So I came to the way scales. Right, and I pull up, and uh, Tammy said something like, "You know, we ought to just disqualify you." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? Why? Why would you say that?" And yeah. she's like, "I was like, wait, did I get pulled?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What do you mean I got pulled?" <laughs> and like, evidently, I pulled a forty-one-two something. It was good enough for pull, yeah. and I bet you it was just from like official scoring line to official scoring line that I actually did get that 41-2, and the Alfano mm-hmm. did not relay that in the same way. So I was like, all right, well, <laughs> once again, in front of a bunch of X30s, and I got to just try and do what I couldn't do yesterday, which is keep them all behind me for the entire 20 laps. So we go into the race, and for the first five laps, I did just that. I kept everybody behind me, but 
I very much assumed that second place, whoever it might be, is going to be right there the whole time. And I'm trying my best not to look behind me because that, that is, you know, one of the worst things you can do in, in carding is, you know, keep doing that, looking oh, behind yeah. you, looking behind you, check, 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 check. Because, you know, you'll eventually look behind you, kind of take the steering wheel with you, go off track and screw up, and mm-hmm. then, you know, it's no good for you. And I think it was like around lap five, we were coming up the hill to the last corner and Cruz Labrie, you know, credit to him. He just shot up my inside on the right side and he took the corner and made a grip and he took the lead. And I was like, all right, well, you know, that's, that's wind gone, whatever. I'll just try and follow him as best as I can. So I did, I, I followed him for the next two, three, four laps. But not only was I following him, I was keeping pace with him. And I'm like, this is very interesting. And then for the next few laps, I started catching him again. Like, he only ever got... I, I'd be surprised if he ever got more than a second ahead of me. He had to be within, you know, three quarters to half a second ahead of me at most. And I started reeling him in probably like lap 11 or 12. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's potential to actually take this thing back. And I was thinking like, he's got to be getting tired or something. Cause he, he was like, you know, he's, he's messing up his entries. He's kind of screwing up the chicane a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. There's potential. There is potential to take this back. So I gave him a few looks. I gave him a few looks going up the hill in the last corner, which is a pop- popular place to do it. And actually I got side by side and by like half a cart length took the lead for a little bit going into the downhill of the bowl. But, uh, you know, him having his X30 and having just a little bit more power going up the hill, he was able to maintain the spot. So with about five laps to go, we were coming out of that double left-hander hairpin, and I got a much better exit than him. And this is actually a corner that I had a few looks before, but I, you know, I'm pretty conservative. I, I don't like to be aggressive on overtakes. I just, yeah, I try to be clean. You know what I mean? I try not to For get sure. in trouble. I try to keep the nose clean. I try to not piss people off. And so even though I, I'd give him a, given him a few looks in that corner before, I'd pull back in line, hit the brakes, and just fall through and just try to see if I could make something happen elsewhere. But with five laps to go, I was like, I'm fucking going for it. So <laughs> we're going into that downhill, blind, off-camber right-hander once again, and I'm probably like a quarter of a cart length beside him. And we both hit the brakes. I shoot up his inside, and I was just like, please, God, let the, you know, let the tires grip. I don't want to lock up and go off the outside of the track. And, like, to a surprising degree, everything gripped up perfect. And I hit the apex. I took the lead, and I was like, I cannot believe that just happened. So I drove the next five laps just as clean, consistent, as best as I could, assuming full well that Cruz is right there behind me the entire time. I didn't want to even look behind me for the same reasons I mentioned earlier. I was just like, he is there, and that's what I'm going to assume, so I need to drive as quick and clean as possible. So it comes down to the last lap. We go through that blind off-camera right-hander, and I'm thinking, like, it's the last lap. If anything, he's going to look up my inside going into the bowl because that's, that's a popular place to do it. We go down through the bowl, I don't even see him in my peripheral vision. So we're headed up the hill to 
to the last corner. And I'm like, holy shit, I might actually win this thing and not even be challenged. I can't believe this right now. But here's the thing. Even though I couldn't see him in my peripheral on either side, I could hear him. I can hear that little Bumblebee X30 motor just screaming off in my right ear. But I couldn't see him, and I'm like, nah, he's too far back. There's no way he can try that. So we get into the braking zone, and I hit the brakes. And all of a sudden, here he comes just ew, up my right side, just on the brakes as hard as he can be. But, like, he passes me, and I can see the rear end of the car is all upset, doesn't like it. He's getting all kind of squirrely, and he shoots off to the outside oh. of the track. And just, <laughs> just as he shoots off to the outside of the track, I cut up under him, and he's off in my left side peripheral vision now, assuming that he's going off into the grass. I'm looking at Tom Frioli waving the checkered flag. Martinato is nowhere in my peripheral, so he's not even challenging. So, like I said, all I can see is Tom Frioli with the checkered in front of me. And I'm just like, oh, oh, and I cross the finish line, hand in the air, and Ken Rutke got the best friggin' shot of it yes. as it happened. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, it is absolutely one of my proudest victories in racing that I've ever had by far. And not, not just because like, because of that one moment at the end there, but because I had to re-earn that lead and take yeah. it back and complete the job. And to have it come down to the very last corner, honest to God, I, you know, I've done a lot of rental cart races. I've done a lot of these, you know, world formula and tag races and whatnot. I cannot remember the last time I won a race. If ever, if this has ever happened to me, I won a race based on a last corner maneuver. <laughs> it was, it was absolutely glorious. And That's it was so funny cool. when we when we came into the to the way you know the way scales afterwards, and there were so many people coming up to me to congratulate me, but there were even more people coming up to me who like I don't even know I don't know I don't know any of these people who are talking to me, but they're all just like that was the most amazing <laughs> race to watch. Oh my god, it was so fun! <laughs> and like it was just oh, it was so fun. And then the the, the funniest comment was. Uh, Cruz Labrie, who is the one who tried this move on me and it didn't work for him, um, his mother came up to me at at the weigh scales, and she was like, uh, you know, thanks for not, uh, you know, taking out my son at the end of the race there. <laughs> and I'm just, like, thank thank you that your son didn't take me out. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty mutual there. <laughs> and uh, like the the one thing I can say is that like. I don't blame Cruz at all for trying that. No, no. Not not one bit. He had the Cruz doesn't have any wins in tag yet. No. He, a, he does the double weekends. Uh, he does the, the uh he, he does two oh six. Yeah. And he has his wins in two oh six and whatnot, but he has yet to get a win in tag senior. Yeah. So like I almost thought like maybe that was one of the contributing factors to me thinking that maybe he was you know quote-unquote getting tired i also wondered well, if he was also quote-unquote just nervous you well, know what could, i mean like it's the first time he's leading a tag race first time he could actually win this thing well so the the weekend that i won earlier in the season i he was leading and i and i beat him yeah within like i think i overtook him like the last uh 
Oh no, no, that was right. Um, Bryce was was running up there with us, so it was the three of us at the front, and then uh, and then I got by Cruz at some point. But it it is that like like we've mentioned, like some of the the younger guys in the tag group, they just. I, we've kind of noticed just from how long we've been racing is that there there's either just a mental slip or you know you just make yep. your make your mistake and then that's kind of it but that's like you got to remember like as the races go on you you have to be on top of everything like all the time and i'm uh, yeah i'm looking back at the results right now because nhka posted all the stuff on on my laps or speed hive and yep do the the lap times between you and cruise are literally a tenth or less every single lap. Right. That makes makes sense, dude. So, I mean, we were just on yeah. each other the entire race, whether I was ahead of him or he was ahead of me. Yeah. It just and then we were right there with each other. Um, just backing it up a little bit, the the race that we finished nose to tail, the difference between Mark winning and me in fourth was uh, half a second with oh. with Cruz and yourself in between. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best best lap time for those races. I had a forty point oh four. Uh, Cruz had a forty point oh four as well. Mark had a forty point oh six, and you had a forty point two. So, but yeah. you you were running mostly in clean air. So I'm assuming that those lap time, like those two tenths of a second, were probably from the draft. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the race time. Uh, for Sunday's race by best lap time, I had a 40.02. Wow. I can't believe I did that. I had a 40.02. <laughs> and then, it, and that was on Sunday. And I, I don't, my, like my rib was killing me that race too. I, I ended up backing off so much. Um, yeah. And then f- Mark had a 40.1 and then you and Cruz had a 40.2. Like it's, yeah, we, we've, the four of us have definitely been running very close these last three races. And, yeah. and also, uh, Hugh North didn't make it this last oh, week. Oh, I know. Which, I w- know. which was a shame. Cause, cause he was right in the, in the points battle with me and you. So that would have been a, f- yep. a fun, a fun weekend to have. Um, dude, but, he would have been right there for the win the whole weekend. I know. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He 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 could have snuck in one. Um, Absolutely. I love this win at Canaan. That was oh, that was pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Between like four drivers for the win. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, I this and and I was telling you over the weekend like how close we run in this and just not get together with one another and have a good clean race like that's that's how it was yeah. like when i when i started running at, at f1 boston like we would we'd have like five or six cards you could just throw a blanket over and have the same kind of racing that the, that the four of us had like that's that's what i i loved about it because we could all we we, we all showed up race race super clean super hard and didn't take anyone out so we could do it the next weekend right Right, and nobody has to yell and, and cry no. at each other at the end of the... Dude, no. right now in the NHKA, I hope it continues the next year, but I think Tag Senior is the best class to be in right now. Yeah. In my personal opinion. like World Formula, you guys are, you guys are still doing good in World Formula mm-hmm. Light. It's still very fun to watch. But, <laughs> well, I mean... I, th- I think World, F- World Formula has become less hooligan-like. 
It's, yeah, the, I mean, the, the craziness has has kind of shifted to the two hundred six class just from the last couple race weekends. Yeah, but. that's the way it seems, and it also seems to be shifting into the uh, the junior classes a little bit. But I only ever see yeah. the news from the junior classes from social media. Mm. I don't live it. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, yeah, I won't really comment much about it. Yeah, it's not my class. Um, yep. But yeah, and then. Uh, like you said, you got pull both days, and by, yeah. by how much? Well, the first day you beat me out by thirty-four thousandths of a second. Cruz was yeah. Yep. Cruz was <laughs> half a tenth back from you, so a quarter of a tenth, a quarter of a tenth back from me. And then Mark was almost two tenths back, and then Bryce was a little bit over two tenths. And then uh, there was another kid, Wyatt. He was just under half a second back. But I mean. You're talking top five quarter of a second um, within each other and top three within a tenth of each other. That was on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, you got pulled by a little bit more of a margin. <laughs> you beat Mark out by... Dude, I still can't believe I pulled it off. Yeah, All by right? 86,000, I mean, so almost a tenth. It's still not much. <laughs> no, no. It, like, we're talking almost about... the tenth. Yeah, we're talking about nothing. But then uh, uh, second to sixth, is covered by a tenth of a second. <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. 4137, 41401414141451446. Like I, you this is one of the closest classes ever. Absolutely. And that's so, that kind of proves my point. I just think yeah. that tag senior right now if you want you want close clean racing where people aren't taking yeah. people out if there's, there's no shenanigans you know i well, haven't really heard I, about anybody trying to do mechanical you know cheating here and there it's just no. none of that is happening right now in tag senior yeah it's just straight up bring what you brung it's all legal let's yeah. go racing and all finish within half a second of each other for the top five yeah. it's ridiculous well the so sunday's race the the start uh got a little uh touchy um Oh, I've been meaning to ask I, you this. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I was at the forefront of it. But <laughs> so, so with all of us running super close, I think this was really the first yep. time that we've been really close together too. Um, yeah. And then so the the way the start went was, uh, we get into the apex of the bowl. You had a, you kind of squirreled out. Because you were on the inside lane and moved out to the outside a little bit, yeah. yeah, and which fine, cold tires, a little bit understeer, not nothing that like I wasn't expecting. I was I was sitting in fourth, yep. so I saw that, and then Mark was right on your outside. He had to move up a little bit more, and he actually checked up a little bit because he didn't know how fast you were. Uh, it, it looked like he didn't know shit. how fast you were you were moving over on him. Fine, yep. I checked up too, so so no no issue. And then Cruz was. Uh, was up my inside so he he was uh he was clear of all that so that wasn't an issue um but then so then you got yourself uh collected and, and going again and then mark got himself going again i laid off a little bit and then went to go again and i'm going and <laughs> you Cruz, and mark just go and i'm like my foot is to the floor what is going on and then i look back and i see <laughs> i see will juba on top of my left rear and i'm like oh hi oh, there. No. oh hi there <laughs> and so so i was like 
uh, I don't know how to get out of this because I'm the one underneath. I was like, my yeah. my first thought is like, just don't come over my head. So then I tried to like turn to the right to just, I, I in my head, I'm like, well, I, I might as well turn away from it, right? Um, yeah. So then, uh, but whatever happens within that second, he, the front of his, his cart then jumps itself off and then back down on the ground. Um, and then like two, I think two carts slipped by us as well. Cause I was like, where was I at the end of the lap, that lap? I was six at the end of lap one. Um, or wow, at, the, okay. at the start of lap one, whatever it was. So, um, Nathan Barnes and Eamon Whitmore got, got by as well. But then, uh, Bryce and, uh, I'm, t- I'm terrible with numbers, uh, 60, yeah, Bryce and Adam got together at the start and, and they were, I think the row behind me and Cruz or, or another row back. So from row that. three? Row three, row four. And, um, okay. but then we come by after lap one and they're on on the inside of the bowl off on the grass there just pulled off and out of the race. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't know what happened to them. Cause uh, I, but I guess from hearing from everyone else, I guess they, they got into it too. So yeah. Anyways, I, everyone was, was fine at, at the end of the race. So no, no harm, no foul, just a, a couple of bent tie rods, I think at the end of it. Um, but so, the, the thing I've been meaning to ask you is that like, did I screw up that start for everybody getting sideways and shit like that? I I guess so, but at the same time, the hesitation. <laughs> I I mean, if if you're gonna, but the thing is, I wouldn't put you at fault for causing everything, because okay. I would say that everyone's because the outside because you're on the inside, the outside row is as yeah. at much fault um, for causing the whole thing too. Because if we're pinching the inside row and you have nowhere to go, then if you do have any kind of slip up you have to check up the outside might have to check up which is what happened so then it's just an accordion effect backwards but we're going through a corner that is flat out like no one should be breaking so if you yeah, do anything yeah. unexpected like that's that's more of just a racing incident and it's just what happens when you're when you're all on top of one another like that so i i wouldn't i, I don't know it's it's tough i'm i'm not the biggest fan of the starting line of, of where that is at at Loudon, but at the same point name a better starting point for the race so um yeah it it's it it just is what it is and it's the nature of the track so uh and i don't know why like i got loose at that point i guess it was just cold tires but i also noticed that throughout the races and even in practices and whatnot if i was following somebody through the bowl like drafting them all the way down into the bowl it would get loose for me and i just just kind of weird but Mm-hmm. By myself on the inside, nobody ahead of me. I, I'm not really sure why I kicked, and it did. It just did, kind of out of nowhere. So I was like, Ooh, and I saved it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was it was an odd odd thing. So I don't know. I no. apologize to Adam and uh, <laughs> whoever else got hooked up in that. Yeah. I, it. Well, it. I I think out of the whole year, I think that was really the only incident that we really had. Which has been good, so. You might be right. That's not bad. Save the best for last, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right. Um, well, I guess on that note, uh, next racing coming up for NHK is the special three-hour Enduro, August, or not August, October 8th uh, at Canaan. Um, still waiting on detail. Some, I, I think some more details to come out on that, right, Alex? Uh, I mean, we were given eight bullet points about the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most controversial one being that there's only one required pit stop when teams can be up to two, I'm sorry, up to three drivers. Yeah. But the, so, but there hasn't been um, in a like a, a formal announcement of what the rules are yet, because that was just a preliminary, preliminary set of rules, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not sure. Well, I get, I think they're they're still gonna like. I think they're. Did they send an email out today? I think they sent out an email today. Did they? Oh, I haven't seen but, it yet. Whatever. I, I guess we'll we'll wait for for more confirmation is because I I don't even think we can register for the race yet or or maybe that's what the email was wasn't telling. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other news in the racing world? Anyone has anything to share? Nope. If we want to make a full circle, go all the way back to NASCAR. I'm not sure you guys have talked about Kyle Busch moving to RCR next year. I did touch upon it, but I just, I, I think he may, I was really shocked by the move because I'm really, I don't, I was, I, I really don't see Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch as a good pairing, but I think it's more towards how does it benefit his son Brexton um, growing up? Because I think he wants to get his son into NASCAR. I'm taking a gander at it. And that might be just, the benefit with that as well versus Joe Gibbs. At least that's all I could really, you know, see happening, why he would go to RCR. And maybe seeing Tyler Reddick win at road courses and seeing, like, well, if he can do that, well, I can do way better. Like, I don't know. Maybe that thinking too. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, was his future at Gibbs never going to continue? Because as somebody watched it from the, you know, basically somebody who only vaguely pays attention to NASCAR these days anymore, like, when I saw that it was all like, oh, you know, talks about Kyle Busch and his contract with Gibbs and it might not work out, I was I was surprised, to be honest with you. It's very real. Mars <laughs> did not want to, like, put any money down for Joe Gibbs anymore, hmm. which and, which I'm very shocked it. by. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been a sponsor for so long in NASCAR. I mean, th- what, I mean, beyond Kyle Busch's first year with uh, Joe Gibbs and Toyota in 2008, it was you know the it, I mean K- Ken Schrader, Elliot Sadler, uh, right. other drivers that had you know at least Eminem's or Mars funding. Um, yeah, I, I'm shocked. I, I, and but I mean. All things coming to an end, right? I guess. I mean, was Mars looking to go elsewhere? They were just kind of like, ah, I'm done with NASCAR. I think they're done with NASCAR. I mean, really? how else would they go out? They're, they're on a pop team. 
top driver. I'm not exactly the biggest Kyle Busch fan, but yeah. he, I mean, I became a fan of his, if anything, after the 2012 Bud shootout, where he spun it two times and won it by passing Stewart. Yeah. Oh, man, that was, he, he, he showed himself to be a true wheel man that night. Oh, what a night. All right. Well, yeah, that's kind of the only other professional racing mm-hmm. thing I was curious about, and I knew Nate would have the best opinion. Yeah. Hey, I try. Well, right. anything else, Christian? No, I was just gonna say I think it's uh, I think it's been two hours. <laughs> oh, nice, Mark. Yeah, so, yeah. Time flies when we're having fun. Um, that's right. All right. So, well, thank you, Alex, for hey, no telling us about yeah. the win. I mean, yeah, I was, thank you, dude. I, I yeah. didn't get to see it in person, but I mean, I just, I loved hearing about it. And, you know, um, yeah. one of these days I, I'll be back. I'll, I'll, I'll be on the grid. I'll be on the grid. Joining oh, you should be. Yeah. Hell yeah. Should let's be. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Alex, time. Alex, it's, uh, I know we, we said this, but we talked about this at the track, but dude, it's, it's been a pleasure racing you for a whole season again. Um, and, oh yeah. It's been great, dude. dude it's, you, know, you two always have the best battles. We do. We can't yeah, get yeah, rid no, of each we, other yeah. ever. Yeah. It, the, yeah. The running joke is is we literally occupied like the same space set of space no matter what. <laughs> At all times. Whether it be yeah. F one Boston or iRacing or Tag Senior. Yeah. We yeah. just are within a tenth of each other at all times. Or even the podcast world, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean if, well let me put it this way. If if you guys were selling real estate, you'd be selling the same house. Yeah, exactly. Much. That's yeah. what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it 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 it's always been that close. I mean, the the fact that we came into this weekend that close is unreal. And then yeah, because we we pretty much left off or or returned right where we left off because the the yeah. only other time I raced with you was pro league at F one Boston. Yeah, and I. I beat you on the championship by one point, and the last, the last, yeah. all I remember is the last yeah. race summed up that that season perfectly because you finished first, I finished second, and fastest lap you beat me by a tenth, a thousandth of a second. Yeah, like that's always right there. That's just how close we've always been. <laughs> yeah, thank God we're that close to each other at the front of the field. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, and that, and that's It'd be hilarious if yeah. we were always that close to each other. <laughs> At like yeah, right? it's not like you guys are Latifi and uh, Massapin in nineteenth and twentieth, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, <laughs> no, that it's it's been it's been great racing you do. Congrats on second place in the championship. So well, thank you. It's always been great racing you too, dude. It's it, it has been phenomenal. Not just even this year. It's it's always been phenomenal racing yeah. you. Like everything we've ever done. So yeah, and Nate. You know, eventually when we race with you again, we can have we can have some more congratulations, congratulatory stuff. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes. No, just wait. Well, actually, actually, I shouldn't say that. We the stuff that I've been doing with you and I racing has been has been close. Oh my god, yeah, that's been good that's, stuff. That's been fun. That's been fun times. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, yeah, for sure. Well, actually, speaking of that, we probably should wrap up so we can go go do some more. Oh, no, you guys got <laughs> yeah. your thing. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lego. <laughs> so, gotta go race Arca well, cars. Thanks again, Alex. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think I've done just, uh, let's see, the same amount of appearances on the Red Mist podcast as I've done actual episodes of Formula Hooligan this summer. So, 
Hey, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, well, it's you know, you're, empty. Your your Formula Hooligan podcast is is not a one man show. It does require someone else to, you know, yeah, show up. Yeah, it does. So, uh, and we did record an episode <laughs> that I have yet to put out. However, I'm debating as to whether or not I won't even want to put it out or not. Uh, it was uh, recorded, you know, on site at Lime Rock Park on Saturday night. After all of us were very much drunk and baking under the sun all day, <laughs> and uh, well, let me tell you, it was a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, the the brain was definitely dead that day. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I might still release that episode and just let people laugh at it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. We had a few people take over that weren't just myself and Charlie as well to kind of you know fill in mm-hmm. the fill in the gaps. So yeah, we'll see if that comes out someday soon. All right. All right. Well, this has been episode twenty. Good, good, uh, good conversations and talks about uh, racing and whatnot. That this weekend again, kind of another. Uh, is there NASCAR this weekend? Of course. Yeah, the playoffs okay. are so continue it, at Texas Motor Speedway. So, uh, yeehaw over yeah. there, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to that race, and I'll be sure to recap that because yeah, I'm sure Sean is very excited to watch it too. Yeah. So. Well, ne- next week we'll we'll have the uh, the preview to the Singapore Grand Prix and um, all that jazz. So, all right, Is Singapore not this weekend. No, not this weekend. No, this weekend. no, October second. Yeah, yeah, because th- this weekend was supposed oh, okay. to be Russia, or last week was no. Yeah, this, this weekend was supposed to be Russia. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we will. See you next week. Good night. Bye, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Redness Podcast, hosted by Christian Abbott, Sean Abbott, and Nathan Lavin. It's produced by Christian Abbott, and music is by Alex Wart and Harrison Taylor.